broadcasting from the third coast and recorded live at Tripod South Studios. This is The Hango Show. I need to get inside your head. I got to know if you insane. I want to swim around your bloodstream. I was kind of wondering, you usually get here a little earlier, so I didn't know. I figured you had something going on. You couldn't make it earlier as you usually do. So I got a big um, catering gig going on tomorrow, man. So today oh. I've been I've been in the kitchen most of the day and um, prepping. Well, most of the afternoon anyway. So I'll just uh, apologize up front for the way I, I smell. No, dude, you're, I don't smell anything. <laughs> I know usually you get here at least like a quarter till, if like in a, uh-huh. an hour before. Sometimes you know, I was like, now I told him this morning. Yeah, <laughs> don't forget we're recording tonight. <laughs> And so I was like, well, maybe he'll show up. Oh, yeah, man. Then I thought I heard Jut pull up. I was like, well, Jut beat him here for once. It was close. <laughs> Y'all racing <laughs> yeah, all the he way did. here? He did. He did beat me here. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Hango Show. This is your host, Hango Wood. And tonight I got the boys back in here for the first time in shit, damn near a month, I guess. Oh, wow. Yeah. I got, got Jut and Harpoon in here. How y'all doing tonight? Good, man. Good. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. Missed having y'all around. I know it. Me and Jet tried to do one with Tink, and that went tits up real quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the, the real lost episode. <laughs> That'll never hear the light of day. Uh, all eight minutes of it. <laughs> what, what happened? <laughs> yeah, it was, it's a long story. I'll tell you about it. And it wasn't my fault this time. Okay. <laughs> hey, man, That's the, last the important eight minutes thing. Of the- <laughs> you, may, you may have been an accessory to the fact. No. <laughs> No, she was she was putting her hands where they didn't belong. Where the problem is, it wasn't my fault. God, to keep shit out of the reach of children, and women, I guess you know. Uh-oh. So what's been going on with you, Harper? Let's start over here. You had a you had a whole a whole thing during Fourth of July and everything, didn't you? Yeah, man, Miss uh, Miss Alabama and I, man, we've been doing some traveling here lately. We um, we've been down to the to the beach, uh, spent some few days down there. Um, then, uh, the next week we went to, um, uh, Smith Lake and, uh, just absolutely just had a, just had a ball up there. <clears throat> um, she, um, uh, she's got, had a, a girlfriend that, uh, had a birthday and, uh, they had rented a, a big Airbnb right there on the lake. Absolutely beautiful house overlooked, uh, the water. And it was actually kind of in a, an intersection of uh, where boats would be coming from both directions, so there was there was quite a bit of action, you know, of, of boats and stuff that water traffic just, and whatnot. Water traffic, yeah. yeah. Um, but we were probably off the water about, um, say eight stories, eight or nine stories. So uh, you really had this really long view of of the way the we were kind of in a in a bend almost. Uh, so you really had a long view of, of a lot of the water and, um, uh, it was just an absolutely great time, man. And so we, uh, so the night that we, we got there, we went out to her, her friends and, um, we, uh, had, uh, had some drinks, got out on the water, uh, rode the boat for a little while, spent more time in the water, came back, ate a little bite of dinner. We, um, cooked, grilled up some burgers and, 
And then she and I were just like, hey, man, let's go hop back in the water. I mean, I mean it's just, it just it felt so good. And, man, it's a beautiful day. It actually uh, rained for, I don't know, 15 minutes. But then this huge rainbow came out. I mean, it was it was really pretty, just a beautiful day, absolutely overall. And so um, we are we're calling it a, we're calling it a night. There, the uh, the couple of couples that were at the house were starting to wind down. She and I still had a little bit of a drive to get over to her mom's. So as we go over to her mom's, um, they're they're always super sweet, and of course they had some dinner and stuff if we wanted or whatever. So. Uh, Miss Alabama's like, look, man, while you're eating or hanging out or whatever, I'm going to go take a shower, get this lake stuff off me. So, of course, man, I'm, yeah, sure, go ahead. And uh, so I hang in, I'm hanging out with her parents and eating a bite. And, uh, and man, this trip, man, I ate so much watermelon. <laughs> I, I, I brought a watermelon and both houses, like her mom's house had watermelon and the, and the other couple's house had watermelon. And I was just on a watermelon feast. I ate so much watermelon. But anyway, so she goes, takes a shower. And then when she, she gets back, I'm like, okay, well, I'll go take a shower before bed as well. And uh, so I get in there uh, in the shower. And uh, I'm, I'm just like a, like a two-minute shower, you know. I mean, I'm going to take another shower in the morning. <clears throat> just want to get the major lake stuff off. And, and as I'm getting out, I step over the edge, and my other foot comes oh, completely no. out from under me. Miss Alabama had gone heavy with the conditioner. Oh. I'm not going to say it was completely her fault, but <laughs> it was a good sheen <laughs> on the bottom of that tub. It gold tooth with it. <laughs> man, they're both it was, go up. It was here. slicker than than come on a gold tooth, wasn't it? I'm a, I'll take your word for it. So both feet go up in the air, and, and man, I pull that curtain down. Oh and no! It, and it shatters the rod. I go, oh my gosh. I go right arm heavy onto the the spout. Wait, the and rod the, was glass. The, well, the end pieces were. Oh damn! And and uh, yeah, and man, I hit the all, everything going down. I mean, I mean, and I had just I don't know, man. I'm not bruised up anymore, but man, my whole forearm and my under bicep and everything, man, I was just black, you know. And so you gotta think, man. This is. Wait, I'm wait, over it. Did you call the police? I'm over it. Her, her mom's house. <laughs> and uh, it's late. And uh, all of a sudden, you know, and, I'm, and as, soon as, it, as soon as it happened, it really caught me off guard. I mean, time kind of stopped. And then when I, when I kind of got my bearings, I just sat there for a second because I was, I was in the tub, man, you know, naked. And, yeah. And I was naked and shit was broke. And, and I was trying to make sure there wasn't anything broke on me yeah. before I got up and started moving. I, so I took just like a, a real quick physical overall inventory, just like, okay, man, am I good? Am I good? Am I good? Am I good? Okay. All right. So now I'm starting to slowly step up and, and, and realize, man, you know, there's, it's, it's been an issue. And uh, so about that time, they're banging on the door, you know, going, hey, man, what you doing in there? You know, what's going on? <laughs> like, well, I fell. Give me Who a cut second. the grill loose in there? Yeah. Wait. No shit. So anyway, man, it was kind of a, it was a, uh, you know, I mean, that, that, it was just an event, man. I mean, you know, it was great to a point. Um, <laughs> to the point you fell down. Yeah. You know, if you're trying to jackass stunt, you know, going over to somebody <laughs> else's house and breaking shit. I was shit. just getting out of the shower. <laughs> But you didn't get cut on the glass or anything? No, man. I was didn't incredibly see. lucky. Yeah, incredibly you are. Incredibly lucky. Because, I mean, it could any anything could have happened. 
my head could have hit all, all the metal going down or, or could have gotten cut really bad or broke a bone or anything, man, could have happened. Uh, extremely lucky, man. Extremely lucky. Um, just so ended up bruised a little bit. Though. I was bruised and really, and honestly, man, it really didn't like, it wasn't like a, like a stone bruise hurts. Yeah. You know, this was just like an ugly bruise. You smashed it. Yep. Yeah. I just smashed it and that was about it. But you know, overall, man, um, you know, she, like I said, man, we've been doing, uh, we've been doing quite a bit. Um, and I saw Mike, Mike went y'all down there. My Mike did go to the so beach, man. I had, what what kind of hilarity ensued from that? I, uh, Don't I say they went said, nothing because I, I know that man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> gosh, man. So um, I I have to remember, man, that that Mike, Mike and I are just geared different. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> y'all, y'all redid my gearing. Look, y'all created this. Yeah. I'm I'm a little more high strung man and faster paced. Oh, that kind of gearing. I thought you meant wild ass gearing. Well, I mean that as well. I mean you know, but I'm you know I'm way more laid back now. You know, and, and he is too. He's way more laid back too. Mike's like perpetually on quaaludes, laid back. He don't give a shit about shit. He Just is rolls right. with the punches. Yeah, it, time means it. It means nothing. Yep. to him zero nothing. It's, he is the world lives on his time. <laughs> I hope you like oh, it. Oh my gosh, man. So. <laughs> It trips me out sometimes because I always like to be early, like oh, you yeah. were talking about. And I like to be on, you know, I don't like to drag ass. I'm ready to get it. And not that he likes to drag ass. It's just to me, man, you know, somebody that's just not, if I'm waiting on somebody, it's just terrible yeah. to me. Oh, in a, a continual matter. But anyway, lots of fun with him, man. He was, uh, of course, it took he and I both a little bit of time to unwind once we got there. Um, it, it was stressful getting started and getting on the road and the whole trip. <clears throat> it just took a lot longer than anything, but, uh, it was a really good trip. Uh, Miss Alabama had her teenagers there and, and, uh, and we were, we were all having a really good time. Um, I bet her boy could eat Kenny. That to that, be as to be as I mean, number one, he's a teenager. Yeah. He's what? 16, 17 now, something like that. 17. Yep. Six, I bet it being six eight, I bet he can put some food away. He, I know, mean, he's not a big, not like a fat guy. He's just he's just so incre- incredibly large, yeah. just tall. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. He can, he can you know he's definitely hurting a feed bag. Oh yeah, know, for sure. But yeah, man, everything's good. I mean, we've been fairly steady at the store. Got a lot of catering going on. Um, luckily, uh, July, uh, the first of July, of course, man, first couple of weeks and maybe even the last week of June was a little bit slow, but I think it's just a lot of vacationing, a lot of grilling. We had some really hot weather, you know, so it's been pretty, a lot of people out. Yeah. Pizza's not really a hot weather food either. You, you really got to work hard to convince folks when it's a hundred degrees outside, they want them a big old hot pizza. Yeah. You know, so I, I keep reminding them <laughs> <laughs> daily. Yeah. How's the, uh, how's the new girl working out? She's showing up, man, and actually, holy man, shit! Yep, yeah, this is this this is really. I'm very Look, impressed with her. I told Tink uh-huh. after the first the first thing about her getting upset about you getting a little snippy. I was like, that poor girl ain't gonna last for no time. She's she, she's gonna roll away, but if she's sticking with it, man. More power to her. Man, I tell you something, man. She's a very unique individual. I, you know, I always try to get to know everybody and try to talk to them, man, on a personal level, and just to just to kind of just to know who I'm around and whatever what they're going through, you know, and sometimes it, it really helps me with my, <clears throat> um, uh, the way I think about how to manage their productivity is, is kind of like what they got going on in their life. You know, uh, 
or just kind of where they're at. But anyway, um, so I, I think I told you guys uh, that when she started and I started talking to her about, you know, does she have a boyfriend and do they talk and stuff like that? And she's very uncomfortable talking to him. He's in a different state. They don't really video chat or anything. And they only they don't do they mostly text. And, and I had talked her into to video chatting with him one time and all that went well and stuff. So as I'm talking to her, you know, during the work times, I'm going to ask, I'm asking her, you know, have you been video chatting with your boy and you know, this and that. And, and I, and so she says, no, not really. I mean, we, we talk a little more on the phone, but you know, that's really about it. And I said, well, tell me about your roommate. And she goes, well, I don't really know about much about my roommate. And I'm like, well, um, hang on a second. You're living with somebody. You don't know much about them they at all. They don't talk. They Is she don't. at college? Yeah. Okay, that's different. Yeah, they're okay. in co- yeah they're in college, and they're um, I think this is their their they'll be starting their sophomore year, so they've been around each other for their first semester. There was four or five girls in a shared dorm suite suite type, and then uh, this second semester, it was just two of them broke off. Her and one of her girlfriends just broke off and got their own apartment or dorm room or whatever. I think it's an apartment. But anyway, um, so anyway, and I'm just like, well, man, what do you mean you don't really talk to her? And she's like, well, man, we did, I just don't have much to say. I mean, you know, if we, we sit in there and watch TV, I mean, we'll talk like, hey, what do you want to watch? Or small talk, but, you know, I don't, she don't really know that much about, you know, what she what she likes, if she's got a boyfriend. If I mean, just some general things that all of us would sit around and talk about just anything. You know, yep. I mean, we would just sit around and just talk just to, just to be talking. And like we do here. Like we are right now. Yeah. But she's not. And I, and I, and I told her, I said, now, look, I'm just going to tell you right now. I'm, and I'm sorry, I'm, I'm a little long winded on this. You're fine, so, dude. Uh, but I told her, I said, look, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm close to, I'm older than your parents and I'm, I'm pretty close to being your grandpa's age. Mm. So when I tell you these, this, when I give you a little bit of advice from, you know, it's just from a. Uh, a, a farther out perspective, you know, you got an experience. You're, yeah. you're talking to her from experience, from experience. Right. And, and I tell her, you know, when, um, when you get married, uh, you know, you're going to have to talk to this guy and, and you need these life skills of talking to people. I feel like I know that you're uncomfortable doing that. Um, just in a general setting. And you feel like just from listening to her, that your opinion isn't, um, something that somebody might appreciate, you know, you feel a little bit like you feel a little bit hesitant on saying whatever it is you're feeling or wanting to say, just because you don't feel like that person's going to take you serious or, you know, find your opinion informative or whatever you think they're going to think you're goofy. And, um, and she said, yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. And, and just from listening to her talk, you know, and, and how shy and withdrawn she is, um, I don't know, man. I, I continue to tell her to, you know, step outside of her comfort zone and continue to talk to people. Just small talk, even if it's nothing. But the next time you're in Walmart and um, and you see somebody over by the bananas, you know, just walk over and and grab you a handful of bananas and go, hey, man, have you tried these? Have you, you know, do you normally get your bananas here? Just anything, just some random something. These prices ain't getting any cheaper, or that you can come up with something to anything. say to somebody. It's just as practice. These yep. are people that won't remember you, man, five minutes from now, and and you, but it, but you will gain the experience of just approaching people and talking, and that'll help you with the people that you know that you want to talk to. It'll give you more confidence. So, I don't know, man. I I know I was I started to you, I started telling you. You asked me about how she was working out. She's doing a good job. Um, she's still she's very patient. 
I think, because, you know, I can be a little bit over over the top sometimes. Overwhelming. Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. And, <laughs> Overbearing. But, and I, <laughs> it's Overlord. Game, it's game time, man. Let's go. <laughs> you know, uh, but she's she's very patient with me too, and I always tell her that I appreciate that, you know. And I always um, I try to give her a little bit more leeway, you know, just because man, she is showing up and she is trying and, and stuff like that. So I think her being a little more shy uh, is she's. I think she's a little more used to people being a little more aggressive around her mm-hmm. than than her. So I think that um, and she's not a type A. Not, no, she's no. like type C or D. I mean, right. I'm like super recluse. Um, so, I mean, you know, I mean, I she lets me be me, and and she listens to what I'm telling her. And you let her be her, and I let her. Because she's her. showing up, and you got another warm body in the kitchen, and she's yeah, and she's participating. So, I don't know, man. That was like a thirty minute. I don't no, blah blah blah. You know, whatever. only fifteen. You're good. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, man. This is, why are you apologizing? It's always we come here. <laughs> I know, but sometimes I feel like, damn, man, I ain't took a breath in like a few minutes, man. That's fine. We so. had lots of catching up to do. I, I hadn't really seen y'all. I saw Jed a couple times, you know, since we recorded last. I really hadn't mm-hmm. seen you at all because you've been all over the place, yeah, you know. That's right. So, Jake, what's going on with you, man? Not a whole lot, man. How, uh, how's Asha baby doing? She's uh, still recovering as best as possible. You'll let everybody know uh, what's going on. I mean, I know we know, but. Well, um, <clears throat> her cancer came back. Um, the same spot in her neck. Um, and it grew real fast. Oh, really? It it was super aggressive. Um, so um, I tried to get her in as early as possible and uh, see the surgeon again. And uh, I made the appointment back in June 17th. And the fastest they could get her in was july 11th Dang. so in those you know three weeks it went from you know about the size of that cap that i felt you know it was just lower just just below her left ear real real close to the same spot that i saw before but uh it was about the size of a bottle cap when i found it and uh made the appointment immediately and then from june from june 17th till my appointment on the the 11th of July, um, it had grown almost the size of my fist. Jeez. Damn, dude. So Holy God. You said it grew fast. I figured you'd be like, oh, it's size of like a silver dollar. No. 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 Holy crap. It was, it, was, it was bigger than the last one. And, I mean, the last one took 13 years to grow. Yeah. You know, and, and actually show up. Um, <clears throat> this one didn't get infected. So that, that was a plus. Yeah. If, if this one had got infected, it would have been way worse on her than the last one. Um, but she's got about 40 staples in her neck Ooh. and a lot larger incision this time than last. So she's doing all she can. How do they um, think she, they think they got it most, <laughs> most of it this time? Or? He, he got a super wide scope. Um, he took about a, he said he got about a centimeter of, the cells around it, the skin cells underneath, it was all subcutaneous. So, um, it was in between the muscle fiber and the, you know, the outer skin again. So that's good. It didn't get into the muscle tissue. Um, it's just a, you know, wait and see kind of thing. Now, you know, we're, we're, we're done with the surgery and, uh, we'll see how long the recovery usually it takes. He said it takes about two weeks. Um, 
for that kind of surgery. And, uh, after the, after those two weeks, um, which will be next Thursday, uh, we'll take her in to the local vet and, uh, see if we can get the staples removed and get her on the road back to recovery again. Yeah. Um, well, I know when you, you told me, I guess you told me that you'd found another spot. You, you found it, I guess, a couple weeks before, before you told me, before I saw you, because when I told, when then the other day, uh, Tink told me, "Hey, Asha had her surgery." I'm like, "Well, shit, the guy ran awful quick." But I guess you had made the appointment before you even told oh, me. Oh yeah, so. yeah. As soon as I found it, as soon as I felt it, I was like, "Oh, you know, there, here we go again." Uh, At least you got on it quick, <clears throat> though. You know, yeah, instead of waiting yeah, well, to see what I, happened. I was hoping, you know, when they told me it was a m- almost a month out, I was like, Shh, "You know, great." Yeah. Let's let's see what happens. I guess. So we started her, you know, I knew, I knew it was, it, it looked like the same kind of growth. It felt like the same kind of growth. Uh, so we started her on Benadryl to try to keep the histamines down. And, uh, we ran that and it did nothing like her face swole from the histamines and, uh, she was having a really bad reaction to it. But, um, we did that. We did what we could with what we had. And then I took her in, um, that Monday, July 11th. And, uh, he said, you know, we're, we need to start her on antibiotics and see if we can get this to shrink. He said, by Wednesday, if you haven't noticed any shrinkage or um, it looks worse than it does today, bring. Um, he said, I'll save you a spot Thursday morning, first thing. And he said, call me Wednesday and let me know. And it looked, it, I mean, it got even bigger. Yeah. So like by the time I got her home, it was starting to collect blood and... uh we called him back Wednesday and said, "Hey, man, we need to get this out of her as soon as possible, like right now." Yeah. Uh, or it's gonna this could kill her. Uh, so we were. I was there, you know, eight o'clock Thursday morning. Uh, they prepped her, got her, got her in surgery. Uh, I think they started surgery around ten o'clock. And they were done by you know eleven thirty, and they're gonna send it back off, make sure it hasn't turned into something worse, and. Uh, We'll go from there. Um, he said, if if it comes back again, the antibiotics won't do anything. Yeah. He said it'll it'll dodge it completely. He said your only option then is chemo, and a dog her age. Yeah. There's no chance. No. Um, so dealing with that, um, you know, I was thinking going to the shop. Horrible. <laughs> <laughs> like just the slowest year we've ever had. Like. You know, you think the inflation's years. eating into it more than anything. I, People that, are just I, prioritizing money. I think that's got a lot to do with it. Um, you know, gas ain't, uh, ain't <laughs> two dollars anymore. No. You know, <laughs> but and you know they're more worried about food. Yeah, you know, feeding their families, and you know we're we're taking a back seat, which is understandable. I'd I'd do the same thing. I've heard it from from articles I've read. I've seen a lot of the people saying you know. People aren't going out to eat as much now. Oh, yeah. Any kind of like hobby shop. Yeah. Hang it up. You're not, oh, people aren't a, spending money on hobbies right now. They, they don't have it. Yeah. <laughs> it's not there. Yeah. So everything, man, has gone. I mean, things are just going crazy. You know, a lot of my uh, stuff that I get, man, brought to me, you know, just the materials. I'm just like, holy smoke, man! This is. Yeah. I meant to ask you, like, the food truck's been there like at six in the morning the last little last few mornings, last few months. I went by. Are they doing a food truck early in the morning now. Yeah, yeah. 
They got, so, <clears throat> so either like on Monday or Tuesday morning, I guess it's usually there really, really Tuesday. early, six thirty. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, um, it so the way it so since we're not there, uh, well, we're I, we're basically there every day, you know, doing something either a prep, some prep, or checking in a truck or inventory or something, and then only open open Thursday, Friday. When do you used to do it? Wednesdays or Thursdays? When did the food truck used to come? Like when I worked there. Probably on Thursday. I couldn't remember when you went do like your club shopping and whatnot. It usually is kind of the same day, I think. Yeah. Um, there was, well, we had a Thursday truck and a Monday truck. Okay. Monday was probably uh, me going to Sam's and stuff. Yep. And if uh, my mom was up at all, it was probably on a Monday. Yeah. So, yeah, I was thinking, yeah, okay. So um, now they're just getting in there whenever they can then. Well, so they switched days um, for this truck, this particular truck. Uh, they rerouted. Um, they're, they expanded their territory that they were working oh, okay. and either I could be the first delivery or the last delivery <laughs> of the day, but either way it was, I mean, so, because if I was going to be the first, he was going to go South and hit me and then tar- take his other run and then go back up North to go home. Or he could start out up here and come back and hit me as the last stop and then go home. Um, so they're out of the city, your big city that you go yeah. to. And uh, he, they're going all the way over uh, to the top of Tennessee and down into Alabama and coming up, you know, and then making the big loop back. So I told him, I was like, look, I'd, I'd prefer, man, to get my stuff early because I'm thinking, man, you know, after all day long, my stuff's been sitting on there sweating. Mm-hmm. And door time, open, door shut. Door open, door shut. Yeah. yeah. And by the time I get it, man, it's going to be all mushy and the quality of it's going to drop and all that stuff. It's so, going to be falling apart from all the condensation. Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> you know, it's just not going to be good. And I was just like, look, man, I'd, I'd rather have the discomfort of, you know, doing, you know, putting a little bit of extra on me to take care of that versus having to wait all day. You know, I've got to be back over here by the end of the day to get my stuff and put it up, you know, so this way I can come in early, knock it out, and then have the rest of the day to jump on a project yeah, or, or do whatever it is I want to do. So I told him, I was like, heck yeah, man, make me first. Yeah. So. Yeah. Did they only service like pizza shops or Italian restaurants? No, or man, they, they got a, all kind they of. Got a, they got a big white tablecloth uh, clientele as well because okay. they've got like a, a butcher shop that they acquired. Mm. So they're they're taking um, there's a place, um, I think. I mean, I can say the name of it. You could beep it if you want. I think it's over. Oh yeah, 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 know? yeah, yeah. So they get pretty much like big carcass type. Okay, so you know, they head, buy about full hog and full headed, cow, whole headed thing. and gutted and all that. And so all they're getting is the the legs and the body. Yeah, and then they do their own butchering. Okay, um, and I think that uh, they are they've also got access to. Uh, just high end, high higher end food things, better quality that, stuff that the white tablecloth places would use, and uh, and they just buy that direct, and so they have everything from the whole carcass all the way down to the individual packs of you know lobster or whatever you know, and they take that as well. It's just that the uh, the pizza is what the original. The way the the company originally started was just well, all. You've been pizza. getting like your dough from them since y'all started, I guess. That well, this this is the company, man. That you know for. I don't know, maybe 10 or 12 years, you know, I, I made dough every day. Mm-hmm. And then um, when it when it came, uh, when my kitchen was basically shrinking because I had to have more uh, refrigeration to hold other ingredients because my business was growing, 
my the space that I lost for making dough, I had to outsource that. So it that it has come from this company for I don't know it, about twenty years now. Or no, no, no. I'm sorry, about seventeen years. So 50, it's been a while. 13, yeah. 14 years, 13 years for them. Um, so, uh, yeah, but they've done, I mean, you know, they, if there's any variations, I usually know it pretty quick and I've got the direct number to the chef that's just doing everything. And, and, uh, I've t- gone up and taken the tour and, you know, and, uh, so I'm very hands-on with the recipe like I've always done. And, you know, so if there's any glitch, which, you know, sometimes, uh, as long as you have the same people making it over and over and over and over, you know, up there, then it stays real consistent. But when they have turnover, you know, employee turnover, sometimes, man, the people that take their the other one's spot do it a little different or they just kind of guesstimate or they just round up or down or whatever and not realize that a recipe is a little more specific. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, anytime when there's a glitch, Especially man, when you're I, making it on mass like that, yeah. you know what I mean? I'll call, I'll call my buddy up, man. And he's a, he's from Louisiana, deep Louisiana. And he's got a real thick accent. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> man, he reminds me of this dude that, uh, Miss Alabama and I sent TikToks back from back and forth, man. This guy's <laughs> on there, man, catching crawfish and, and, uh, alligator, uh, alligator snapping turtles and catfish and all sorts. And man, he's just as Cajun. But anytime there's a glitch, man, I call this guy up, man. He's real, he's real uh, quick to get on it and stuff. So, well, nothing really happened with me. This is more of the same, the same old bullshit. Um, one of these hospitals over uh, the holidays, man. Does, does it pick up or I mean, oh, anything? Fuck yeah, yeah. A lot more people say, "Watch this." Hold oh, my oh, beer. Oh, now people just get get hammered and they get behind the wheel of a car or behind the wheel of a boat, you know, and just shit goes sideways, and then they're all going. Save them. Save, well, we don't have any product to save them with. You know, had a hospital call me the other day. I've only got 11 o eggs left. I'm like, well, I've got two on the shelf, so. They want to get to 20. I'm like, yeah, okay, you want 20 o Yeah, you want nine more o Yeah, that ain't going to happen. What am I supposed to do? Was like, triage. Well, what we've been doing for the last three years. You better get in there and check somebody's blood. Well, they're in the ER. Well, go top their blood. If you've got time to call me and beg for O-negative. You got time to go in there and top their blood. Oh, they were a pause, and you got a shelf full of it. Imagine that. You know these hospitals. The minute, like we, the website they use to order blood from us, at the very top, we put in the directives. We have like level one, level two, level three on on the availability. Once you get to a level three, you ain't getting shit. Just the way it is. Because we don't, we don't have it to give. And it's been the top of the website for the last two months. I know it said, O-Negs at level three. Prepare for delays in, in delivery. And I went in like last, the last Sunday I worked. I walked in and I think there's the, a page on our screen will hold ten orders. There was nine orders on, on, the, on the screen. All nine of them were for O-Neg. Dang. And so they told all these hospitals all day long, you're not getting no negative. You're not getting no neg today. It's not going to happen. Would you believe every single one of those hospitals called me that night? Where's my O negative at? I said, well, if y'all took notes from each shift, you would know it ain't coming. When can I expect it? I said, I don't know. I, I've just stopped giving a shit with these hospitals. Is that sad? I've stopped just even giving a shit. 
Because I know they've been told already before I got to work that they ain't getting shit. Uh-huh. And they want to call and blow me up over it. They can go fuck themselves. I don't give a shit anymore. I'm, I'm over these hospitals that thinking that they're entitled to something. You're not entitled to shit. If I want to, you're not entitled to breathe. A rear naked choke will knock that out real quick. I'm going to take your fucking entitlement. Jay, can you imagine that big gorilla man rear naked choke in your ass, man? <laughs> you you want to find out? Come over here, Jut. You've been kicking and screaming, man, in about 30 seconds. You're like... <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I was... Your PhD wanna... ain't saving you today, boy. Do what? Said so your PhD ain't saving you today. <laughs> so, man, do do donations drop, man, during the holidays? What? Is that what the problem is? They've dropped during the summer. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's out grilling and, and traveling and whatnot. They ain't going to have time to come give blood. Right. You know? Same thing happens during the holidays. Everybody gets geared up. They're doing shopping and they're doing traveling and they're doing everything else. Mm-hmm. Donations dry up. And, of course, during the summer now, we can't. We can't go take donations from high schools or from colleges. When school starts back, we should be getting better. But every summer, because, I mean, high school, every kid donates in high school. Every kid lines up to donate at high schools. The reason we love doing high schools is we'll, they'll come back and they'll they'll drawn 30, 40 units for the day. Wow. You know, and then we circle back in two months. They can do it again. Um, all, like a lot, of the other, a lot of the fraternities and sororities from our local universities – they host blood drives, you know, and they always have a big turnout. So once school gets back, it's so about another month. What is this? Yeah, about another month. Hopefully, uh, we'll be able to get the supply back up. Right, right now, if it wasn't for like our our centers in other states who have enough to send to us, we wouldn't have anything. Right. We would have nothing. So. Uh, Need you her reserve of Mennonites? <laughs> I'll tell you something. Those folks, man, they will gladly give you some blood. They don't give a crap. They went down there the other day. Um, I had a drive getting back at midnight. I'm like, where the fuck are they going? And I saw it's like, aha, I know where they're going. Yeah, they had two carts full of full of boxes of blood. Wow. Yeah, but they don't go down there till around. They don't leave to go down that way till about noon. You know, because they're still working. <laughs> you know. It takes about two and a half hours or so to get down there to them. But once they set up, like the women have been making desserts for everybody to eat when they get done donating, and the the men are, are done in the field and they get cleaned up, and, man, they line up in that community center. Really? They, they start, wow. Every single adult that can give, they give. How cool. Yep. And all, all the people who work for us want to go down there because the women have made all these desserts. So it's like homemade, like fried apple pies and it's cakes and all this kind of, whatever they don't, whatever is left over, they get to bring home with them. Wow. So yeah, it's like get stuck potluck. (laughs) (laughs) I got to tell our, our our guy who's over our marketing that that should be some shirts made for the Mennonites. The get stuck potluck. That's, that's good. Uh, y'all want to do some, some news right quick. Yeah, man, what you got? A distillery is fighting invasive crabs by turning them into whiskey. Thinking of which, Judd, was your it was your birthday. It was. Happy birthday. Whoop, 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 Thank you. Whoop. You came over here and had a little 4th of July with us? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Show I bought you a, a bottle of a black, black Barrel, is what it's called? Yeah, Black Barrel Jameson. Black Barrel Jameson. Good stuff. Good deal. Good stuff. Hope you enjoy it. Appreciate that. I went to try to find you some of this, but they didn't have it. A distillery is fighting invasive crabs by turning them into whiskey. They're small, they're green, they're crustaceans, and now they're in whiskey. 
green crabs are an invasive pest that have plagued North America's marine ecosystem for more than 200 years. A New Hampshire distillery is taking on the problem by using them to make green crab flavored whiskey. Green crabs are so abundant that it's going to take a lot more than whiskey to curb the population, but some hope bringing awareness to the issue will lead to creative solutions. Tamworth Distillings Crab Trapper Whiskey gets some of its flavor from green crabs caught off the coast of New Hampshire. The crabs hitched a ride to the United States on ships coming from Europe around the 1800s. Here, they eat a ton of shellfish and destroy estuaries and fish habitats. Will Robinson, the product developer at Tamsworth Distilling, who had the idea for the project, said the crabs were cleaned and prepped just like any other crab you might get at a restaurant. People are going to hear crab whiskey, and I'd venture to say three-quarters of them are going to say no, absolutely not. But if you can get them to, to taste it, they truly change the tune for the most part. First, they make a crab stock, then they distill it using a vacuum steel, a glass machine that allows for precise temperature control. It looks like a crazy piece of laboratory equipment, Robinson said. It preserves the flavor and aroma molecules that would get destroyed if they were to boil it. The stock is mixed with spices like mustard seed, coriander, and cinnamon, and then combined with a bourbon base. Robinson calls it a thinking, sipping drink. It's meant for you to explore your own perception throughout your olfactory senses. Each bottle of whiskey uses about a pound of green crabs, and one distillery alone isn't going to make much of a dent in the green crab population. That's because their numbers are out of control, says Dr. Gabriel Brandt, a marine biologist of fisheries it's specialist at the University of New Hampshire. They're probably one of the most successful invasive species that we have in North America, at least in the marine world, he said. You can eat about 40 muscles. They can eat about 40 muscles a day, just one crab. And so you multiply it by a, by a bazillion and you have more, you have no more clams. Climate change is making things worse. Warmer ocean temperatures offer more uh, hospitable environments for the invasive crab to thrive. So yeah, they can crab whiskey up in New Hampshire now. That's crazy, man. Yeah, uh, they've been a big problem in the last few years with invasive species. They have just gotten out of like the whole thing with the hogs we have around here. Wild hogs. Texas, they let you hunt them from a helicopter using a minigun. Like, <laughs> that sounds like fun, man. We should do it. Sounds you, like you, Texas. You, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you go pay. They put you on a helicopter, strap you in. And give you like one of the no big shit. spinning mountain. They drive, they <laughs> fly you over like herds of of wild boar, and you just mow them down like hog Vietnam. That's it. <laughs> Get Siri to play Fortunate Son for you. Yeah, um, yeah, they do that. And then the lionfish. I don't know if you're familiar with lionfish. Mm-hmm. Um, they have destroyed like the coral reefs in the Bahamas and stuff, and they're really good eating. The, the People, are they poisonous? Yeah. The, the spines are. You have to like cut the spines off. But like the meat, I'd say it's some of the best fish tacos you've ever had. Wow. Super meaty. Um, cause the, like the resorts we go to, somebody left a review and said, the people who took us snorkeling out to the reef were killing all the lionfish and then bringing them back to eat them. They're just destroying the environment. <laughs> Bitch, you don't know shit about shit. Well, they spotted them like along our coast and in Texas, up into the Carolinas. They're everywhere now. It's because people bought them for like these really fancy saltwater aquariums. 
then got tired of dealing with them and threw them out in the ocean. That's just well, right. they have no natural natural predators around here, so they just proliferated the entire Gulf Coast, hmm. and they eat everything. Anything small, shrimp, destroy them. It's not one you want to step on. Oh no, they're severely poisonous. They're, yeah, it can kill you. It's like me. I had to let mom know that pufferfish were poisonous. She had no clue. I'm like, yeah, so over in Japan, they make sushi out of it. Somebody dies every year, seems like. It's considered a delicacy to try to eat it. It's called retarded trying to eat it. <laughs> you know, dolphins will fuck with them. They'll fuck with pufferfish to get them to expand and release that neurotoxin because it gets them high. What? Yeah. Hmm. They'll, what? They'll, grab, they'll grab them, try to get them to puff up, and then it gets them high. They're like, all right, fuck you. Fuck, okay, yeah. man, really? So you see the dolphins that are swimming in the water? They're high <laughs> off their ass. You know they are. <laughs> So I wonder how many, like, I wonder if, if monkeys and chips and chimps and shit like that, I mean, if they, if they have something that they can go chew on, that'll, that'll oh, get I'm them sure. off. I'm sure. They're just, their system is just like ours. So I'm sure there's no telling what's growing out in the jungle for them to go up there and try to gnaw on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. I never really thought about like an animal being high or, or altering its own, you know. Maybe you ought perception. to give Bucket some. Nah, man. <laughs> <laughs> Call him. <laughs> chill him out. He needs a calmer. <laughs> I tell Miss Alabama, I'm like going, man, you know what? Man, whenever because it's just so true. Whenever she comes around, that old cat man just goes in chill mode. Like he goes and lays down by her, and well, you know, and you're I, projecting, huh? You're projecting. You're so wound up and ready to go all the time. The cat is too. <laughs> I mean, if you came home, just chilled the fuck out for a little bit, he'd be like, all right, we're going to hang out. That's cool. Hmm. Hmm. I never think about it like that. <laughs> It's amazing, isn't Cause it? Because I, I you think her, about things sometimes. I told her I was like, "Going, man, and I chill out around you too, man." I mean, you know, because we. I talked to Bucket. He, and we, I just think it's the boobs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. You think Bucket's a boob man? Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> for sure. <laughs> he's got to be. Every time man she comes walking through the house, man, he's just all eyeballs up. Yeah, he loves her. Yeah, he does. Man gets stuck in the stovepipe. Of a decab little Caesars after trying to enter the business from the roof. <laughs> go ahead. There must have been a shit ton of money in there. Why else would you crawl? Why would you want to go to Little Caesars? Why would you go to Little Caesars? Man? <laughs> uh, instead of decab, Georgia, a man got himself into a very sticky situation at decab County Tuesday morning when he found himself trapped inside the exhaust pipe from an oven at Little Caesars restaurant. DeKalb police shared photos of firefighters cutting the man out of the out of the vent, which appeared to extend from a large pizza oven. Police said they got reports that a man trapped in the vent at Little Caesars on Covington Highway around 9.20 a.m. Police said he, quote, tried to enter the top of Little Caesars at the shopping center through the oven pipe. It took firefighters an hour to remove him. He was taken to the hospital after he was extracted. Police said they don't know how the man ended up in the vent. Maybe he crawled his ass in there, but they're still investigating it. Yeah, so the dude decided just to try to crawl through the pipe of the Little Caesars. Come on, Tin Man, you ain't getting diarrhea today. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just don't. I don't understand people who want to break in anywhere, much less a restaurant through the roof, through the damn oven vent. Shit, fire. I mean, where do you think he was going to wind up at? Do you think this is going to open out into the? It's not, but that 
that vent is doesn't open out into the restaurant. It goes right into the damn oven. Yeah, right on top of the oven. So, I mean, whenever all right, just, let's just say for example, he he lifted the top of it off to get into it. I mean, you know, I mean, our vent fans are like a, a foot square. Yeah, you know. And there's nothing that would ever tell me, man, that I could pass through that. So, I mean, you know, if for somebody to even have the, like a, like a crackhead oh, point of view it, to look at, you know, like, man, I, I could crackhead point of view. I'd probably get down in there, you know? But I mean, you, you, you're a small guy and you know yeah. that you couldn't get in there. No. Yeah. Know. Oh, BMW has made their heated seats a subscription service now. You see that? What? To get, like, if your car comes with heated seats. It's an extra eighteen bucks a month to uh, to to have them turned on. Oh shit! So now they're, they're micro transactioning cars now. Mm-hmm. Like everything's going this way. First it was there, there's an games. electric motorcycle company doing that too. What are they making you unlock? Shit, everything. Like he did. Sorry, I couldn't use. I could use my blinker. I didn't yeah. pay my subscription I this mean, month. <laughs> It's, it's ridiculous. It's, yeah. Everything has become a damn microtransaction. Mm-hmm. Every single thing. The nickel and dime you for everything. We complained when we started releasing games with four DLC packs that should have been involved, that should have been included in the game to begin with. Yeah, it's already in the game. Yeah. It's just a matter of you paying to unlock the, this, these extra few missions yeah. or extra clothes or whatever it is. Yeah. But then if you'll wait a year and they release their quote, game of the year edition, all of a sudden, for the same price, everything's unlocked. But you got to wait that year. Mm-hmm. They're taking it to cars now. You yeah. know, I just saw um, either yesterday or today. I know I saw some of it today, but I think I initially saw the story yesterday, and I don't know how old it is, but um, they were reporting about uh, Nancy Pelosi and her husband, the way they invest. <laughs> yeah. Well, she just she just announced that uh, she sold two million dollars worth of her Visa stock oh. and to help buy three million dollars worth of Nvidia chip stocks, mm. and she had just okayed um, this big bill or whatever. Man, that everything's going to have a chip in it. No, yeah, surely not. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's amazing to me how politicians beat the best investment firms in the world. Every damn year. Yeah. It's like they have a crystal ball or something. They might, you know, use their power to influence the way money is spent in the, the country. It's kind of crazy how that works out, ain't it? Now, for you and I, that would be insider, insider trading. trading. Yes. And yeah. we would go spend a lot of time. We would um, spend a lot of time in a federal jail with some very not nice men. They they called it bipartisanship whenever. Yeah. Called they suck my dick. How about that? Mm-hmm. Simone Biles gets offered a coloring book because she was mistaken as a ch- for a child. Do you see it? Yeah. Do you see it? No. You know who Simone Biles is? Olympian? Yeah. Okay. A flight attendant apparently mistook seven-time Olympic medalist Simone Biles for a child and offered her a coloring book on a recent flight. Well, that was nice. You know, it was, was nice. nice, nice thing but to do. And I would have took the coloring book. I like the color. <laughs> what, else, what, you, what else are you going to do on a plane? I like the color, man. Yeah. The 25-year-old gymnast took to her Instagram story last week to share the embarrassing encounter. Not the flight attendant trying to give me a coloring book when I board. No. Uh, I said, no, I'm good. I'm 25, she said on Twitter. Biles, who stands four foot eight, <laughs> made a face in disbelief. Uh, the illustrious athlete was p- possibly on a departure flight 
it's hard to say, possibly on a departure flight, uh, for her visit to the White House Thursday where she received the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Today, she adds one more medal to her account, Joe Biden said, as he introduced her. So, yeah. You know, I, me and Tink were talking the other night, and I said, you know, I'm kind of at the almost like the perfect height where I can reach things, but it's not inconvenient being this tall. You know, I think about 6'5 is kind of the max for that. I think after 6'5, living becomes just a pain in the ass. Because I mean, a door a door frame is six and a half feet. That's six six. So anything over six five, you're gonna be ducking to go through damn doorways. Cars aren't gonna fit you. You know, I had to. I tell you, I had to retrofit my Jeep so I'd fit in it better. Uh, Dude, my my head was almost touching the the, the convertible top. Mm-hmm. It had me sitting up so high. So I had to order some extra parts, and me and Pop took the seat out and cut the legs off and put new legs on it so it'd sit lower. Wow. <laughs> Cool. Yeah, it was fun. Um, yeah, er, I said, you know, six three is about like the max of wh- where I'd want to be. And mom, you know, she's not very tall. I mean, she's taller, I guess, for a woman. You know, but my whole life, come reach this for me. Come reach this for me. Will you hand me that? Reach up there and grab that. That's all I heard. My I thought my name was reach up there and grab that for about three years of my life. <laughs> That's all I ever heard from anybody. Reach up there and grab that. Um, yeah, I imagine... Being shorter, it can be a pain in the ass sometimes as far as trying to find clothes that fit, trying trying to do trying to reach things that are up there that you can't get a hold of. I couldn't imagine being four eight going through life as an adult. Well, I'm sure, man. I mean, you know, I mean it's it served her well. You well know, yeah. And, you think she's, she's won a few gold medals. Yeah, she's done okay. <laughs> she's, I think she's probably adapting to it. Um <laughs> just don't try to touch bottom in an above ground pool. No, <laughs> Uh, U.S. troops in Germany are banned from alcohol after a scooter accident. I'm sorry, scooter incident. U.S. Army, a U.S. Army brigade in Germany has been confined to its base during evenings and temporary ban from consuming alcohol, the spokesman for the Army said Thursday. After five troops were charged for driving scooters under the influence in Nuremberg during the 4th of July holiday weekend. All five soldiers were together on the on July 4th weekend when they were charged with being over the legal alcohol limit, according to John Thomasia, the U.S. Army spokesman in Europe. The Army's investigating the incident, he added. The entire 1st Armored Brigade combat team, which includes about 3,000 soldiers, were told they could no longer spend nights off base, and alcohol has been banned until the entire unit is trained on obeying Germany's driving laws Regarding drinking and driving, Thomasia said the training is likely to be completed this weekend. So a bunch of troops got all hammered and then got on motor scooters, went riding through Nuremberg. You know, people think I'm on vacation. There's no laws. Lots of laws, <laughs> especially in foreign countries that you don't know anything about. Yeah, right. What the. I wonder if they were like making airplane noises and, and <laughs> they ride past people. You know, the people go on vacation, even in the states. People go to Las Vegas. We're in Vegas. No laws. A lot of laws. Yeah, a lot of laws in Las Vegas. Prostitution is legal. Not in Las Vegas. Go out there to be with the desert people if you want legal prostitution. That's where it's legal at. Yeah, not in the city. 
You see it in, like in the Caribbean all the time. We're in the Bahamas. We can do. Mm-mm-mm. No, no, no. Oh, yeah. I do like they have open container in the Bahamas, though. You can go into a store and buy beer like you can a soda and walk down the street and drink it. You know why? Because they treat you like an adult in other countries, not like a child. Am I right? Yep. Yep. Thanks, Chet. Always depend on Chet to give me a yeah. A uh, local bi- business owner defends controversial sign in Leroy. All right, this guy put a sign up in front of his building that mentioned libtards. Talk about liberals, okay? And some autistic kid got his panties all on a bunch because he used the word tard. And he was offended by it. All right, well, the shoe fits. Thought I'd mention that one. I'm just saying, I mean. So, so, I mean, so what was the... What was the business? I don't know. Oh. It just says, it didn't say what the guy's business name was. Did they have to do, I mean, did they say anything? He's like, I'm not taking it down. Okay. And the city's like, we can't make him take it down. There's kind of, you know, a whole amendment about this in the Constitution. Matter of fact, it's the very first fucking one. You know, just because you say something that people don't like don't mean that it's illegal for them to say it. Yeah. Bad taste. Yeah. Okay. Being an asshole. Sure. That don't make it it's illegal. Yeah. I'll defend his right to say it, even if I don't like it. Because I might say something he don't like. We'll work that out. Oklahoma noodler confesses to killing fellow fishermen over Bigfoot fears. Bigfoot news out of Oklahoma, as always. Oh right, this guy's a noodler. You know, guys who go out and catch catfish by hand. People call them grapplers, whatever. So him and his buddy go out noodling. And he's fifty three year old man, okay? And he went back and told like his daughters like killed this dude. He told me he was gonna kill me and leave leave me for a Bigfoot to eat me. And she's like, What? He's like, Yeah, he kept talking about how he was gonna leave leave me here as squat Sasquatch bait. So I had to kill him first. Oh fuck. These are crazy people. <laughs> These are good call. <laughs> 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 Everybody's like these these Bigfoot conspiracy theorists. No, these are crazy people. Follow this is a crazy in the, person in the no shit cabinet. <laughs> no shit cabinet. That was going. Yep. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, dude killed his buddy. His buddy because he was because his buddy told his, he said his buddy told him he was he was going to kill him, leave him for Sasquatch meat. It's like I'll so, kill you first. So so it's just these two guys. Yeah, they're out in the middle of wherever fishing. Yeah, and they're catching fish by hand. Yeah. So most of the time. One of them is going down in the water, and the other one's either got a hold of them, hold of them, or snatch, snatch them whenever they come up or whatever. And then instead of letting him up, he just bloop, bloop, no, bloop. he beat him. Oh, he did with his drown. hands. Damn. I think he said it might have, it might have been maybe uh, two gunshot wounds with a small caliber, with a small caliber gun, maybe. Yeah, he, he choked him to death on, on, on the banks of the river. Choked the motherfucker to death. Holy smoke. He's like, well, now, now you're going to be Bigfoot food. Mm. Crazy people. Mm. I say this one just for you. <laughs> so you would have thought the Bigfoot story was for you. No, no, no. This is the one I saved uh, just plot, for Harpoon. twist. All right. A sheep was arrested and sentenced to three years in prison for killing a woman in Africa. Catch that? 
A sheep. You mean throw it again? <laughs> a sheep was arrested and sentenced to three years in prison for killing a woman in Africa. The sheep was arrested in South Sudan earlier this month after attacking a woman who later died from her injuries. The ram attacked by hitting her ribs, and the old woman died immediately. <laughs> the chief of police, Elijah Maber, said, Our role as police is to provide safety and separate and separate fights. The ram was apprehended and currently under, under custody at the police station. The animal was apprehended and taken to a local jail where it was found guilty of murder and sentenced to three years in a military camp. <laughs> three years hard labor for the sheep. You know how many guys are excited to hear that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Those hardworking motherfuckers. They're like, finally something ain't going to fight back, man. We got a new piece coming <laughs> to the camp, boys. Yeah. Look out. Uh, the, quote, quote, the owner is... is uh, the owner is innocent, and the ram is the one who perpetrated the crime, so it deserves to be arrested. Then later on, the case shall be forwarded to the customary court, where the case will be handled amicably. I can't say that word. I've always struggled with it. The local court has also ruled that the owner of the sheep has to pay the victim's family five cows as compensation. I did not make that part up. Five cows. Five cows for compensation for the for the death of the old woman. Granny is worth five cows. Five cows worth. Wow. Sounds fair. Yeah. I mean. Does, does it say what part of Africa? South Sudan. So a very uh, Muslim part of the country, of the continent. They had a lot of a lot of war there. Yeah. I bet those motherfuckers, man, are real excited. <laughs> oh. The Top Gun Maverick. Have you watched it yet? Mm-mm. Have you seen it yet, Chuck? Um, Tom Cruise took a pay cut. They didn't want to pay him his preferred salary. He said, I'll take the pay cut, but I want 10% of the gross. And they agreed to it. So he's going to wind up making around $75 million from this deal. Well, they would have been better off just paying him his, his pay up front and being done. No. So now he's... The more it makes, the more he's making. Holy smoke. 10% of the gross. Wow. Calculating it out, his current paycheck will be around $75 million, but it's still in theaters. So he's probably going to end up making over, over $100 million from this easy. <clears throat> wow. Well, I've, I've, I've heard several people that have seen it where um, they, were, they were excited to have seen it. They said that it was a pretty good movie. I've heard no, nothing bad about it mm-hmm. at all. Miss Alabama and I went to go see that Elvis movie, man. That was. A What'd you think about it? I liked it. Mom said she wanted to go see it. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, for sure. It was. It's a really different take on the whole Elvis situation, you know. Um, so I mean, yeah, it's worth it. And I take check this out. So man, we're in these. We're in the theater. I'll make it real quick. We're in the theater. You know, we got like the the recliner chairs that you can kick way on out. I had this special needs man that was uh, sitting next to me. And Miss Alabama, he was on my left, and Miss Alabama was on my right. During the movie, there's uh, portions of the movie, man, where the the uh, the actor is is uh, going through some of the concert footage and stuff like that. So he's up on stage performing and really giving the the old Elvis shake and the and the uh, you know just really getting into it. The guy over here on my left has got both thumbs up. 
and he's out, man. His arms are extended, giving two thumbs up, man, to this rock and roll show. And it's a bad – I mean, the guy's got it. Yeah. Okay? He's he's putting on Elvis performance. They said he studied Elvis for almost three years to, He did a to fantastic job. Yeah, it really looked like <clears throat> the movements and things that you would remember or think. So I just happened to catch out of the corner of my eye because I saw his hands extend, and it caught my eye out of the, out of the corner of my eye. And then I just kind of, as I saw what he was doing, I just looked over to Miss Alabama, and she's all eyeballs open and grinning, boy. And she's all <laughs> sitting up on her front of her seat, just like the little girls in the movie, man. And we're all going, yeah, Elvis, Elvis. And she's sitting up on the edge of her seat, man, all like, woo, woo, you know. So I was thinking, yeah, I got to start my Elvis moves. Coming <laughs> <laughs> Get you a white jumpsuit for Halloween. You want to see a good girl fight? Oh, yeah. Here you go. Whoop. Sorry. What happened? Oh, what man. happened? What was she, happened? Did, what? Was, she, was she just using her box as a chew toy, man? What the <laughs> heck? That girl clamped onto that girl's pussy. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as she started screaming, man, I knew. I was like, yeah. She was, uh, she was taking, I mean, she got, she was getting a, taking a pound. And then that girl jumped up on her chest and she went, <laughs> Oh, clam slam went sideways. <laughs> wow. For those who don't know, these two girls got into it. One girl jumped on top of another one to get her into a mount position, and she ended up with her her ponani right over the girl's mouth, and the girl just got her a mouthful and would not let go. Chomped down like a <laughs> snapping turtle. <laughs> I had to replay it three times for take. She's like, what? It's like, look at where her mouth is at. She took a soccer ball kick to the head. Yeah. She got popped. Wow. Natural instinct, man. Just grab on to whatever's near you, I guess. Mm. What else has been happening? Anything else good? They're probably married now. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else been happening? Uh, seems like, man. Damn, we, just, we ain't seen each other, man, know, very man. much. There's so much, I'm sure. Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, uh, Miss Alabama's got us some new bird feeders up at the house, and... Oh, oh God! Here she goes. Yeah, got us some, got got plants out. She's gonna make you build an aviary before it's long. Oh, that's that's a blue jay. That's a cardinal. Oh yeah, she's oh, but she's that's she's a crow. Teaching me exactly what pulling up at the house eating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's great, man. I mean, I like I like learning new stuff, man. Oh yeah, and it's, and it's cool. You know, she's real into it. So we've just been having having a good time, man. Really, it's great. Yeah, dude, it's just. There has been nothing going on with me, and I'm so glad to to have some fucking peace for a while. Mm. You know, not a bunch of drama at work. I'm just able to just kind of unpl- oh, I did go get some some good uh, barbecue of the day. Uh, Friday, I planned this out because I drove forty miles each way to go get barbecue. Wow! Yeah, it's called uh, it's up in and. uh I'd seen friends of mine who live up that way. Mm-hmm. They posted pictures on Facebook. I'm like, fuck, I gotta go try this out. What got me was on their menu. They had a, they had smoked chicken wings on their menu, mm-hmm. and, you know, and it's hard to fuck up a chicken wing, in my opinion. But if they're good, I'm I'm gonna be on it. 
So Friday, about 2 o'clock, I sat on this journey. And I got that morning. I took the top off my Jeep, took all the way off. So about about two thirty, three o'clock, I hopped in the hopped in the Jeep, took off. Every ten miles up the highway, they're doing road work. So every ten miles, they had a flag man stopping traffic. I was like, well, it's gonna take me forever to get up there, and the tra- it was like tons of traffic. Like, do these people not have jobs or homes or something? It's supposed to be my time to be on the highway, not their time to be on the highway. And so I finally got up there, and they had like a, a you get like a, like four or five slices of brisket, uh, six smoked wings, like five or six ribs, and then like a probably like a half pound of of pulled pork. I got that, and it came with a couple sides, and they've got a chorizo queso dip. That will knock your socks like cheese dip with chorizo sausage in it. Mm. That shit had no chance at our house. Me and Tink ate ate the whole thing, sitting there just chip after chip after chip. Uh, the wings were fantastic. Ribs were okay. Um, were the ribs uh, wet or dry? Uh, they had some sauce on them, but they didn't have like a ton, which I like dry rub ribs better. Did they send side sauce? Did yeah, they, they sauce? had some sauce in there to go like with the um, pulled pork. Pulled the pulled pork. Um, pulled pork was okay, but that brisket, dude, I would fight a war for that brisket. Mm. I would. It was it was top notch stuff. And then they have a, a build your own mac and cheese. Where's the mac and cheese? And you can they have like eight nine things you could add to it. So I got some of that with uh, like pulled smoked chicken. And bacon in it. Ooh. It was so good. <laughs> Damn, man. man, that sounds good. <laughs> but, golly. but they had like Asiago cheese you could put in there, Brussels sprouts. I may get Brussels sprouts next time. I love Brussels sprouts, uh-huh. especially with cheese on them. And so, yeah, they've got all kinds of ways you can doctor up the, the, the mac and cheese. And of course, they have like burgers and uh, like BLTs, steak, mm-hmm. chicken tenders, stuff like that. But the, the real barbecue stuff was, it was good. I liked it. That sounds oh, great. Got, got a quarter pound of pork belly, too. Smoked pork belly. Oh, wow. I've not had that, man. Like, Son of a bitch, dude. It was so good. <laughs> Forever, ever. It was, I'm going to get about two pounds of that next time. It's so good. Hit the spot. You know, you're talking about that mac and cheese. I follow a guy on TikTok. He's a, um, he predominantly puts out videos of steak, of him cooking different steaks mm-hmm. and, and different things. And he took this, uh, this, um, uh, macaroni and cheese cheese powder and coated this beautiful uh ribeye steak just super it was super pretty and just absolutely put probably like a half a pound of this powdered cheese on it covered it the whole whole thing and then uh pan fried it uh just to sear it and then put it on the grill just to just to you know give it a little bit of grill marks and a little bit of flavor. He also did a couple, uh, just the way he normally does with the salt and pepper and just kind of keep them plain. And him and this other guy, they'll always taste test them and give you like their, you know, opinion. Both of them, man, out of the gate, were just like going, man, the, what, the steak with the cheese on it. He said, man, it's, it's way better than, than the other. 
So it's made me kind of think, you know, man, next time I, I cook something on the grill, I'm going to start throwing some damn cheese powder got, on it. See. You get those whole containers of the cheese powder, like the, the, the ghetto mac and cheese, like with the powdered cheese. Uh-huh. You can get that, just that powdered cheese, like in a container for like 12 bucks on Amazon. Really? Like, like an industrial sized cheese powder. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So. Heck yeah, man. Well, I'll make you snag some of that. There, there's the, this little sampler thing we got. Ooh. Dang, that does look good. Wow. Yep. <laughs> I'll yep. take it. Did that, I mean, did y'all get bread? And all it it stuff? came with like garlic bread mm. and everything. Yeah. Um, there's the pork belly right there. Man. Yeah, y'all ate good. And that's that, that queso dip with chorizo Ooh. in it. But yeah, dude, that stuff, it was good. So I'm planning to go again probably the next Friday I'm off. I want to go up there and do it all over again. Sounds yeah, it's, like it was, we got a new remote location. <laughs> <laughs> got our own booth in the back. Yeah. Right, anything else tonight, y'all? Nobody got nothing? We'll let Joe get home so he can drink his whiskey. You don't have any j- jokes to tell us or anything, John? Give us a good giggle before we go? No, man, I've been out of it. I hear you, man. Give give Asha the love for us. She'll get it. Yeah, for I'll sure. Man, I heard a joke today. Oh, tell me your joke. Okay. It's not my joke. This drunk goes into a bar. He's sitting there, and he's doing shot after shot, and uh, he throws up on his shirt. He goes. He tells the bartender, he's like, oh, shit, man. My wife just gave me this shirt. She's going to be all pissed off. Bartender's like, oh, man, I got this. He goes, get, uh, you know, clean yourself up a little bit. Put $10 in your shirt pocket. When you go home, you tell your wife, hey, look, somebody got sick at the bar. They threw up on my shirt. They gave me $10 for the cleaning bill. And uh, she and she pulls out the money, and she goes, no, wait, they gave you 20 bucks." He goes, oh, yeah, he shit my pants, too. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all for listening to this episode of The Hango Show. Be sure to go by tripodbroadcasting.com to check out all the shows in the network. Also, be sure to check out our sponsors like ebles.com, E-A-B-L-E-S, where you can save 15% on your next purchase with the promo code HANGO. Also, check out mydelta8.com. Harpoon, Jut, love you guys. I love all you out there for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. Slicker than than come on a gold tooth, wouldn't it? I'm a. I'll take your word for it. <laughs>